Are you too busy to go to the grocery store or maybe the grocery store doesn't have the products you need or want? Or maybe the product you want is just a little bit on the steep end? You should try Thrive Marketplace. Thrive is your online grocery store with prices you can't beat. You literally can't beat them because if you find a better price somewhere else, they'll match it. They have items to meet all kinds of dietary choices, gluten-free, organic, non-GMO. You get the idea. But my favorite part is that I don't even have to go anywhere. I simply add the items to my online cart and just days later, they're delivered to my doorstep. If you already know what you're going to need from them every month, you can even have this on auto ship and save even more. Less time spent, less gas guzzled, and more time saved for you. Click the link in the show notes to get 40% off your first order. You're listening to Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I'm your host, Estelle, and I'm super happy that you're tuning in today. I'm a certified personal trainer and life coach whose life within the health and fitness world has been pretty all over the place. So no matter where you are within your fitness journey, I can probably relate to it on some level. I know that fitness is for you and that you have a valued place in this world. I've had my fair share of ups and downs, insecurities, and honestly feeling like an outcast from exercise and fitness. Little did I know that I'd actually become a leader within this space and help women from all walks of life gain confidence, find freedom and understanding, and feel at home within the fitness world. In this podcast, my goal is to help you fall in love with exercise, become amazed by yourself, create healthy lifestyle changes, and break down that confusing gym and lifting stuff so that you can feel welcome and at home within the fitness world. Everyone is welcome here. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to another episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I have a very special guest on today. Her name is Annika. I said it right, right? Annika. You said it right. Okay, great. I love it. (laughs) And her name is not Nicole or Annika, it's Annika. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I, you listen to my rants. I have I do. I do. I remember one time you were like, Hey, by the way, guys, my name is Annika, not Annika. And I had literally just called you Annika. And I was like, Oh my God. Really? Stop. I've yeah. never noticed you doing that. That's, but uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, Well, at least I don't call her uh, Nicole. <laughs> no, you, I've never even noticed that. And like the thing is, is I really don't blame people because it's not a normal name, but it's just like, I'm also bad at correcting people. So I feel like when I just correct it as a group, it just, it's great. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening to my rant. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> like, even though my name, I feel like it's not that complicated. It's not that common either. A lot of people no, end up calling me Estella because Estella is really common. Oh. And I'm like, but that's really? not my name. Yeah. You're like, yeah. there's no A at the end. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's Estella, but no, uh. Just stop just, at the ooh, it just stops. <laughs> yeah, it just cuts off. Anyways, I'm so excited to have Annika on the show. We connected on Instagram what like a year ago, year and a half ago, maybe. Yeah, no, you know what's funny is I was way back in my Instagram a w- like this week and we've been connected for a while. Like wow. You're one of the longest people I think I've been connected with. Wow. I don't even remember how exactly it happened. I I think Laura may have been our connector somewhere in there. Um, but anyways, you guys, Annika has incredible content on Instagram. She, I had Laura on the show like a month ago and Mm -hmm. she talked about the membership. So Annika also is works with Laura and the membership. It's fantastic. You guys literally need everything in there. I was, I think I'm like technically a part of it, but I was like looking through some of the stuff Laura and you have posted like for the basically like a Black Friday sale and I'm like oh my goodness like (laughs) I was so excited like it's gonna be like a pickling vegetables workshop like count me in and like the sourdough I was like ah I need this (laughs) oh my gosh see I love that like it takes a very specific type of person to be excited about that and that's why I love like you and the community because everyone else is like that same way getting excited about that kind of stuff with me and I love it <laughs> yeah yeah so I I don't know I might have to just like take this seriously now like I'm going to join all the workshops all the classes <laughs> anyways so she also has amazing cookbooks I have all of her cookbooks you have four of them right yes and you've been okay. such an amazing supporter and I appreciate that so much people need them people really need them like oh. some of my clients will be like so like what food do you recommend I'm like so go get all of these cookbooks <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that 
that is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And we can put them in the show notes because you guys, they're so good. Like the first one she released was it was like Mediterranean food, right? Mm-hmm. Called metabolic yeah, like Italian and Greek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super good. And then it was, you had harvest harvest, right? Yep, yep, harvest. So harvest is great for this time of year. It's all like Thanksgiving, Christmas kind of food, very yep. comfort foodie. Then yep. you had, she had a, uh, Asian Mexican yep. fusion. Yep. Love oh that one. <laughs> you yes. know all of them. <laughs> I, all of them are like, I reference them like every day and like my meal planning. Oh. Um, and her most recent one is another kind of fall inspired yes. um, cookbook yes. with, I just made the tamale pie the other <gasps> Did night. You like it? Oh my God. Oh, so okay. good. That makes me so happy. Cause that was like a really old family recipe. And my dad thought of that for the cookbook. And I was like, I just, I think it's so good. Like it's easy. It tastes like the inside of a tamale. I'm so glad you're excited about it. Cause yeah. I'm like, wildly obsessed with it. <laughs> I was thrilled. And I love that a lot of the recipes, like there's some recipes that like you want to get creative in the kitchen, spend a little bit of time, yes, but you also time. have recipes in there that are like quick and basic and simple. Thank like you. this yes, can be I'm a go-to cover like a wide range of like whatever mood you're in, but yeah, it's nice yeah. to have those like simple one pot pan kind of one. So exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so now that we've <laughs> talked about all of that, we need to really talk about like who you are. So you can give the audience a little bit of an introduction, just share like who you are, what you do. You could, you know, you could keep it deep. You could keep it fluffy, like whatever you want to (laughs) do. I love it. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be here and I'm so excited to chat about our topic today, which we'll get into Mm -hmm. in a second. Mm -hmm. But to start off, hello, my name is Annika. Yes. Pronounced with like an O at the front, not an A. Um, and I live in Colorado and basically I just love anything outdoor. I love hiking, skiing. I mean, you live in Bend, so you know how Mm -hmm. it is like just being around beauty and nature and just, I, I just love it. Like that's what fills me up. So anything outside, I'm all about that. I'm also all about the cooking. So the cookbooks are like my passion project. I love those. And then I just love to create like all kinds of things. And I think that's kind of the theme of all of us in the space is we just love to be creative and make new offerings for people and just like, just create, I don't know. So those are, that's kind of what I like to do. Um, and then as far as how I help women. Yeah. So I started, well, I am a nutritionist. That's what I do. Um, and then you, you brought this up even in kind of the notes, I've really gotten into more of like the femininity aspect of it as well. So kind of bringing in like nutrition, hormones, but then just really making sure we're living according to like how we were designed to live, um, Mm -hmm. as women and not like shoving that down and trying to like be a small man basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so embracing that instead of fighting, that is really where I'm kind of trying to tailor my content towards. Cause I just do feel like that has been a lost thing in society, which is really sad. So, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, talking about like the masculine and feminine energy or whatever you want to call it. I think that everyone has like different combinations of those, but women are typically more feminine. And when we don't really listen to that, like society is set up for men, you know, like the work and everything. So it can be hard, especially I'm not sure how you are, but I'm very much a go-getter. And so it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to conform to this and I will like force myself into that mold. So, and I think a lot of people, like, I know I'm not alone in that, but I, some people do it more so than others. And it can be hard to step back and think about how does this feel? Like, how is this really affecting my life? Is this what I want to do? A hundred percent. And I think that that's where we really have just been taught to like ignore and suppress our femininity with like the birth control pill. And we don't Mm -hmm. think about the fact that we're on a 28 day cycle instead of a 24 hour hormone cycle, like men and the corporate structure and the eight to five workdays are all set up for men's testosterone levels and not for women. And so it's very common for us to not thrive in those environments. Mm -hmm. And instead of beating ourselves up and being like, we need to just like be stronger instead of doing that. It's like acknowledging that we're just, we have, we're just different. We have different gifts and we can mm-hmm. if we lean into our femininity and our cycle instead of ignoring it. We are just going to thrive so much more and be able to be 
more creative. We can still be total go-getters because I am that way too, but just fit it in with our femininity and our cycle. And it just will, will just bear so much more fruit, like be so right. much better than um, trying to fit into something that we're not basically. Exactly. Yeah. You're spot on with that. So the main reason I wanted to have you on was to talk about your prior experience with like dieting, different like diets that you've tried. I just hate mm-hmm. the word diet anyways, oh, I um, but that it's cool. like, like a way of eating, you know, different ways of eating. And I know I've shared a little bit with you about how I like was vegan for a little while, yep. just super plant-based. And you have definitely shared your experience with keto. Now, (laughs) when was this? Like, let's just get a time on this here. Yes, I love it. Okay, so I started keto in spring of 2017. Okay. um, So about five and a half years ago. And I was on and off keto for three years, which is just unbelievable to think about now that I am not and that I understand the way the female body works or just the body in general and how that Mm -hmm. is not um, a good decision in any way. Um, but yeah, so about five and a half years ago I started and then I was on and off keto for three years after that. So, okay. And at what point or like what kind of happened that made you think, huh, maybe this isn't good for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) oh man, it was a pretty obvious sign. And that was that I completely lost my period. Um, Mm. I was also under eating too. So I was doing a bunch of different stuff all at once, but I was under eating intermittent fasting and doing keto and my period completely disappeared. Um, so that was the first round of keto. I took a break after that. And then I went back to it for weight loss purposes. That's, that was the reason I always did it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was able to do keto for stints after I had gotten my period back. But the thing that I noticed after when I had done keto for like the third or the fourth time is I was just so puffy. Like mm. I had, I was gaining a lot of weight for a diet that's supposed to help you lose weight. It was like, what's going on here? And mm-hmm. I was just inflamed. And, um, mm. at the time I was kind of like living between two places. And when I would come back home, sometimes my dad would be like, he'd pull me aside and be like, um, I'm not trying to like be hurtful, but are you okay? Because when I saw you two weeks ago, you were not this puffy and it would just have this immediate effect on me where I would just swell up and um, basically have, you know, like water retention and just, it was, it was weird. And so just all these bizarre things that I was never warned about started happening to me. Uh And that's basically when I was like, okay, something needs to go very different. From right. Okay. So I'm just, this is like not in the notes at all, yeah. but <laughs> so I know that a lot of people use keto for inflammation to reduce mm-hmm. inflammation, mm-hmm. but you're not the first person who's shared with me like, Hey, actually this was very inflammatory. Yeah. And I, I also know that like, of course, reintroducing sugar and carbohydrates, um, after a long period of time yeah. without consuming them would be inflammatory. Yeah. But I'm wondering, was this when you reintroduced ca- carbs and sugar, or was it like you were still super keto, very low carb? So the first time I started keto, I went from like a low carb diet. Cause I'd been low carb since literally high school. Cause I thought mm. that that's how you stayed skinny. And the first time I went keto, it was like, boom, inflammation gone, lost a ton of weight, like ve- felt very good about myself. Uh-huh. But the thing with keto is that it is not sustainable. And so people will get on and be like, oh, it's the best thing ever. You know, I lost so much weight, all this stuff. Talk to me five years into your keto diet because no one is still doing keto. And that's actually something that I have talked about. Um, I was on a podcast a few weeks ago with a girl that I had found in 2017 who was doing keto. And we were talking about how no one that we follow in the keto space is still keto because it's not sustainable. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing. And that's where the inflammation piece comes into play because eventually you're going to just wreck your thyroid so much because you're eating a diet that is so low in minerals and real nutrients when you really break it down. So you're going to wreck your thyroid and then you're going to have 
problems with inflammation. And that's kind of how the inflammation piece comes into play. Cause at first people are like, no, you do this to lose inflammation. And it's like, mm. okay, talk to me in a couple of years and mm-hmm. then we'll see, then we'll right. see where you are with that. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, craziness. So yeah. what would you say? Like, this is something that drives me nuts mm-hmm. is when people say like, oh, our bodies are just so different. Yeah. And I'm not saying we don't have any differences, right? Because yes, we all have different imperfections and struggles. And so we might need to cater towards those different things for a short period of time until we address that issue. Yes. But what about someone who's saying, I did keto, I felt great, it's awesome, or even like another diet per se, Yeah. just to this concept, our bodies are also different. Yes. Okay. So um, I went to the Nutritional Therapy Association for my nutrition training, and probably a lot of your listeners are familiar with that. I'm sure you're familiar with it. And what they talked about there was bio-individuality. So we had people in our group that were keto. We had people that were, we had a girl that was vegan, which didn't last very long. Cause once you learn about vegan, like, you don't, <laughs> you mm-hmm. don't see, but we had all these people doing these different diets because of under the realm of, you know, bio-individuality. And if you've had Laura on, I wouldn't even be surprised if you guys talked about this, but basically the thing is, is all of our cells need the same thing. Mm-hmm. So our cells don't really like your, your makeup isn't going to make you thrive on keto and make me die on keto. Right. It's mm-hmm. our cells really are trying, our bodies are all trying to accomplish the same thing. So what I always say, and what Laura always says, where bio individuality really comes into play is when you're healing from something. Mm-hmm. So if you need a specific protocol to help you heal from you know, X, Y, Z diet that you did like keto. I'm on, I'm still healing from keto and we can get more into that later. Um, I think you had some questions regarding that, but that's where the individual approach comes into play because all of our bodies still need the same things. We, our primary source of fuel is, comes from glucose, carbohydrates. So -hmm. that's not going to be different from person to person where that does come into play is maybe what protocol you need to heal from a specific ailment or, circumstance or diet that you put yourself on. So hopefully Mm -hmm. that kind of makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. Absolutely. Have you checked out my membership yet? It's called Strong with Estelle. Strong with Estelle is a year-long fitness membership that can also be done month to month. It's different from any other membership out there because I'm not just handing you workouts. I'm also educating you. Education is the foundation of all my programs, so naturally, it has to be the foundation of my membership. Education is what enabled me to get to where I am today, fitness-wise. If I hadn't educated myself, I would still be stuck doing HIIT workouts, blindly supplementing, starving myself, relying on workouts I saved from trainers on Instagram, and wondering why in the world I wasn't getting stronger or how in the world I could maintain this pace for my whole life. All your workouts are mapped out for a full year. You have access to a growing series of 30 plus educational video lessons on topics from how to get stronger, determining your perfect form, recovery, nutrition, training on vacation, getting on track and staying on track, rep ranges, energy systems, and more. You'll get all of that and be a part of a community of women you can relate to and who can relate back to you. You do not need to be alone in this process because what you want is normal and totally attainable. And you'll feel that and know that when you have community support from these women and of course myself too. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more and enroll. What have you seen with the women you've worked with who had a history of low carb keto and place a lot of stress on themselves to like accomplish, accomplish like that masculineness that we were talking about. Yes. Okay. So the first is that, um, a lot of them are usually extremely underweight and Mm -hmm. have to go through a little bit of a weight gain, um, experience to level themselves back out. And I know there's a lot of opinions on weight gain, but I think there are times where it 100% is absolutely necessary in order to heal. And, um, I'm not saying you have to put on 80 pounds or anything like that, but a lot of times we're our baseline weight that we're 
that we think we are, we're actually severely, severely undernourished. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of times like gaining a little bit of weight is a part of that process of recovery. But what I also noticed too, is that minerals are just low. They are just low across the board. And because I run HTMA, uh, hair tissue, mineral analysis tests, I see that just all the time with women that have really wrung themselves out, um, stress themselves out and put their body in a lot of stress from dieting and low carb diets is just really low minerals. So mm. That's the wow. Yeah. 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 I, I never did keto, but like I said, I was, I wasn't like full-blown vegan for a long time, but I was definitely vegetarian and just like very yeah. little meat. Like if I had meat, it was like, I'm going to have some chicken breast, you know, right. or a couple yeah. eggs, yeah. something like that, where it's like, oh, it's lean. And yes, yeah, I lean. was, I was so I had a lot of muscle, so I was technically like normal, but if you looked right. at me, like I looked very malnourished, like had like the yes. dark circles under my eyes because yes. I wasn't getting the nourishment that my body needed. Totally. And, and that's another thing that's important to point out is it's not always reflected in weight, right? Like it can mm -hmm. be reflected in, you said like the brightness of your face, it's reflected in your, your fingernails. And if they chip mm -hmm. and, and break and your hair, if it's falling out or if it's strong, you know, all of yeah. that kind of stuff. So there's tons of different markers and then your period, you know, if you lose uh -huh. that, that's kind of, kind of a red flag. So there's sure. tons of different markers on whether or not something's good for your body. And I mean, just the sheer fact that all of the people that I followed in the keto space are no longer keto, I think just really speaks volumes about that. In for fact, sure. I found one girl that I used to follow and I ran across her page not too long ago. And she literally in her bio has a, those red X emojis. And she says, no longer teaching keto because people oh. were coming to her for that. And she's like, no, I'm not, wow. I am not even associating myself with this anymore because it doesn't work for women. It just doesn't. Wow. So. Crazy. Okay. So you said for women. Yes. Oh, well, oh. I mean, in general, I do not think anyone should be on the uh -huh. keto diet. Right. Right. <laughs> like, I know that like women are a bit more, um, hormonally yes. not susceptible is not the right word, but we definitely need to be mean. more in tune. Um, and yes. I know that keto, it wasn't, it was like some guy invented it in like the 1920s mm -hmm. for children with epilepsy because of the way carbohydrates affect the brain. Right. And I, I don't totally know everything about this, but in my opinion, I'm like, great. If a kid can come off medication, wonderful, but right. like it, that's, again, it's like for epileptics you know, right, not right. like I, women who want to lose weight. Like, it's <laughs> well, a little different. The worst part is because you will lose weight probably. Mm -hmm. But then if you want to come off of this diet, which is not sustainable, you're going to gain weight back and it's probably going to be a lot more than you started with. Mm -hmm. So there's mm -hmm. that whole aspect to it too. Okay. So we've touched on this a little bit, but I want to talk, like we talked about the weight loss, the reducing the inflammation, I want to talk about insulin resistance because a lot yes. of people who are diabetic, pre-diabetic, they are encouraged by their doctor who is not a nutritionist to go keto or to do low carb. And I want to talk a little bit about why this isn't necessarily a good idea. Absolutely. So I can speak to this. Um, I have really struggled with so before let's, let's rewind before keto, I didn't have much of a problem with, um, insulin resistance or blood sugar regulation that I'm aware of. Um, but after keto, it became a serious problem. And I'm, I'm like two and a half, three years post doing any type of keto diet. And I am still struggling big time. Mm -hmm. And I actually found out, I mean, not even that long ago, maybe six or seven months ago, that it was the insulin resistance and blood sugar dysregulation was one of the major root causes of some serious acne that I was dealing with Whoa. that I had never dealt with before keto. So basically, and this is what just really upsets me about the whole thing is if you cut carbs out, yeah, your insulin resistance is going to improve because you don't even need it. Right. right. Cause you don't even need insulin. Um, cause you're not, you're not eating carbs. You're not eating sugar. So, uh -huh. I mean, and of course there's gluconeogenesis, which is a whole other thing, which can turn, you know, other nutrients, other macronutrients into carbohydrates in the body. Mm -hmm. But the whole point of keto is to be lower protein so that there's even less of a chance of going into gluconeogenesis to 
um, to convert basically protein into, Mm -hmm. into energy, energy. Yeah. So that's a whole, that's a whole other thing, but anyway, on the topic of insulin resistance. So the doctors will tell you go keto, but the problem is they don't tell you, they don't tell you anything else. They don't tell you how long they don't tell you that it's not sustainable. They don't tell you that when you come off, it's going to be worse than you went on. Mm -hmm. So it's this really, really bad band-aid temporary band-aid solution and that is just the thing that I always come back to is okay talk to me when you're five years on keto tell me how that's going for you and I just think it sets people up for massive massive failure instead of actually rate learning how to regulate your blood sugar and working on your minerals like calcium Mm -hmm. and magnesium that help with blood sugar regulation and eating enough protein you're just diving into this band-aid approach is going to fix it right now, but long-term it's just going to really set you up for failure. So that's kind of a rant because I'm very passionate about that. Yeah. And I'm thinking about like the mechanism here. It's, it's not even just a bandaid. It's like you fell and scraped your knee. You got a bunch of rocks in your knee and then you put a bandaid over it with the rocks in your knee. It's like, (laughs) it's like, it's it's not like you take the bandaid off and you're like, Oh, the it's still there. And it's still bad. It's like, no, now it's worse. That is now the it's best worse. analogy I have ever heard. I'm <laughs> going to use that because that's exactly how it is. It's okay. You kind of temporarily hid the problem, but when you go to, to really heal it, you're stuck with so much more stuff than you even started with. So right. that is such a good way to put it. I, I love that. Right. And just for everyone listening, Annika touched on something called gluconeogenesis. So we've mentioned several times, and you've probably heard me say this in several other episodes, that the body's preferred fuel source is sugar and carbohydrates. Why? Because when you consume that, it's like the closest thing to energy. So it's super duper simple for your body to like break this down and use it as energy. So yes, your body when it absolutely needs to, it can break down fat. It can break down protein, but this is a process called gluconeogenesis and it is a much longer process and therefore more stressful for the body. So just because the body Very can't- Very difficult on the liver where okay. this is. Yes, yes. Okay. So, so yeah. just because your body can do it doesn't mean that yes. it should do it. Amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. And that's the whole thing is it's like, And I think that's a really profound thing. And I'm glad you kind of brought this back up because what is happening when you're, when your body goes through gluconeogenesis is that it's creating carbs and sugar, no matter what. Uh So it's basically like, I will break down fat. I will break down muscle. I will do whatever I need because I need carbs and sugar that bad. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty profound. So to think of, you know, if you're starving your body of that stuff, it will go to great lengths to make it anyway. Mm -hmm. So the fact, you know, saying we don't need carbs and sugar because our body will make it anyway is totally missing the point. It's like, no, we don't want our body to have to go through that amount of stress to do that, but it will, if it needs to. And something like gluconeogenesis is something that your body has as a survival mechanism, not some convenient little tool that you can just switch on when you, when you don't want to eat carbs because you want to yeah. lose weight. <laughs> it's like, oh, now I'm burning fat. It's like, yeah. no, now your body is like working really hard to get the carbs and sugar that you didn't give yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. Okay. So we talked about the whole carbohydrate portion. Now I know keto, it's not just low carb and it's not like high protein either. It's mm-hmm. high fat. It's high yeah. fat, moderate yeah. protein, low carb. And of course, fat is important in the diet, but fat isn't just fat. There's lots of different kinds of fat. And we both know that PUFAs, polyunsaturated fatty acids in excess can damage our cells and inhibit our body's ability to accept carbohydrates. Am I right about that? Yes. Okay. Okay. So this is why so many people become insulin resistant after doing keto. Is that right? Because like it changes the way the cells uptake the sugar. Yes. Okay. And one of the biggest things is that when I was keto, when keto was all the rage is when I was keto. And at that point, no one had even mentioned the word PUFA. Actually, Mm -hmm. if they had, it wasn't even in a negative way. Like one of the books that I had that described keto and how to do the keto diet literally talked about canola oil being just fine as long as it's cold pressed. (laughs) Right. Because then it's not hot. 
Right. Yeah. And, and it's oxidized. Not, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Not like you're going to put, you're just, you're just going to like, I don't know, like your body is not hot all of a sudden. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing is I look back on this and go, oh my gosh. Cause I even told my brother when I was doing keto, I was like, well, canola is fine as long as it's cold pressed. And he still makes fun of me for that to this day. He'll be like, well, it's cold pressed. And I'm like, and we, then we both laugh. Cause it's just yeah. like, that is so ridiculous. It's, it's yeah. not even <laughs> yeah, it it was funny. I can't even remember the name of this restaurant. It was it was like a year ago. But I was trying to limit the amount of poopas I had. I don't want to be obsessive about it, but I'm like, right. if I can if I can like avoid it, then I want to. So I asked totally. like what they cooked something in. I was like, do you uh-huh. cook it in butter or olive oil? And they the girl's like, Oh, I don't know. You know, she was super sweet. She went and checked. Right. And she was she told me it was like some kind of poofa oil. I can't remember which one. It could have been like grapeseed, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. I was like, Okay. Like I think she could tell in my face that I was like okay I don't want to do that and she was like but it's expeller cold pressed and I was like okay thank yes. you like expeller <laughs> yeah like it, it, I don't even know what an expeller like because you like expel it yes. from the can or something I yes. don't know but you know what's really important to note about that is they put those fancy words in there so that you think that it's healthy like greenwashing basically you know yeah. and so, so people will be like oh but it's expeller cold pressed and you're like if you don't know that much about it, you're like, oh, okay, great. Honestly, I have no idea what the expeller is. I'm like, is it like, I don't, yeah, <laughs> no, I know that it, I just know that it, you, you extract it when it's cold, not hot. And mm. that prevents oxidation, but then you're putting it into a 98.6 degree body and the whole thing. Yeah. Kind of and like, it has to be exposed <laughs> to light unless you yeah. like, Anyways, never mind. Yeah, I think our listeners get the point of this. They get the point. (laughs) We can rant about it forever. Let's take a moment to hear about one of my favorite products, Perfect Supplements. Now more than ever before, it's so important to get your supplements from a high quality and trusted source. Perfect Supplements searches the globe for the best place to source their ingredients from, and then each batch is put through a rigorous third-party lab testing to make sure their products are clean and safe. They have some of the best prices I've found, and what's even better is when you buy in bulk, you save even more. Buy three of anything, save 20%. Buy six of anything, save 25%. And even better, use the code Estelle, that's my name, E-S-T-E-L-L-E, at checkout for an additional 10% off that already massive savings. Okay, back to the episode. Um, okay, so when you were switching from like keto to how yeah. you eat now, what mindset blocks did you run into as you were adapting into a more balanced way of eating? Okay. So there were kind of two phases of this. So the first was when I came off of keto, the first time that I had lost my period to it. Um, I was, I just remember this so well, because at the time I was working at a corporate job and I had an hour and a half commute each way. And I was listening to some health podcasts that were starting to like expose keto and how it's not great for you and all this stuff. And I would sit in my car both ways to and from work and just cry because I knew that I needed to gain weight. And I knew that that was just an inevitable thing that had to happen. And I had worked so hard being so keto and being all deep into ketosis to lose all this weight. And I had lost the weight but I had lost my period, my livelihood, my face was like white as a ghost. Um, so I knew that I had to gain weight. So I would cry over that in the car. Um, and then I gained weight, got my period back. Um, that process went actually pretty smooth, which is pretty amazing. My body was just literally begging for food. And once it got food and some carbs, it was like, okay, we're good to go. Um, but then after that, I would go back on and off. And that's when I got into that on and off cycle that lasted for a couple of years. And at that time, um, I would sit at my kitchen table and be like, Oh my gosh, I can't eat anything. Like everything's going to make me gain weight, all this stuff. And I was already very heavy for my size at that point. Um, inflammation too, was a big part of it, but I would just sit there and I'd be like, Oh, this, I can't eat anything. And my brother would, he would be like, you literally need to do the exact opposite of what you're doing. And I was like, I can never do that. I'll get, I'll gain so much weight. Like it always came back to the weight. And he was like, no, you, you literally need to do the opposite of what you're doing. 
And then that's when I stumbled upon, like at the very, very beginning of when it was starting to be talked about was uh, pro-metabolic, which really is technically the complete opposite of keto, right? Cause yeah. you're like eating yeah. carbs, you're, you're supporting your physiology, not starving it. And so the second phase was kind of like accepting that I had to do literally the complete opposite of what I was doing now in order to get my health back. So mm. there was just those phases of just like total and complete acceptance that what I needed to do was nourish my body and not starve it anymore if I ever wanted to go forward. So, right. Right. Yeah. This weight gain thing is like so hard for women and yes. I get it. I think it's especially hard when you already don't feel good. Like yes. if you, like if you're oh, not sleeping word, yes. well and you're hungry or you have IBS yes. or whatever it is, you just like feel like crap. And then yes. you also want to lose weight and don't feel good about yourself. Like, of course, that's going to be a horrible feeling. Yes. But I think when you reach a point where you feel good about yourself, like regardless of your weight, like you're sleeping really well, like you can eat these foods, you like enjoy yeah. life. Like it's not to say that you won't have the desire to lose weight. That's not a bad desire, but you're not going to care that much. You're, it, you just feel when you're feeling good, it's just a totally different headspace. Your priorities mm -hmm. just shift more. Right. Um, I think we start shifting towards things that matter. Yes. Yes, exactly. And the thing that is one of the craziest parts about my story, and this doesn't happen for everyone, but the second time when I'd been on and off keto and I was kind of like paleo where I wasn't no carb, but I was still mm. super high fat. When I stopped that and transitioned to pro-metabolic eating, I remember sitting on my bed and I was like having the pep talk with myself. I was like, you're going to gain weight. It's going to be okay. And I just started losing weight rapidly. As soon Whoa. as I started eating, um, mi mineral rich foods and, and beverages, like I hadn't touched orange juice in literally, you know, like five to 10 years. Cause it was the devil. Cause it was filled with sugar and stuff. Right. So I didn't touched it. And then I started slowly having some orange juice and I did take it slow. So I do want to, to, to mention that because I think that was really uh, important. Um, but yeah, I started to lose weight and I just was shocked. I couldn't believe that after all these years of being convinced that fat doesn't make you fat, which to an extent it doesn't. But when people say that I'm like, bro, no, you cannot be eating 150 plus grams of fat a day and expect to lose weight. Like, right. no. <laughs> yeah. um, especially if you're having any carbs at all. Um, but yeah, I transitioned to lowering my fat, increasing my carbs and increasing my protein. And I could not believe the transformation that my body went mm. through because it was just like, Oh my gosh, finally, you're giving me what I need. So that was right. a really incredible experience. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So let's say some of my listeners are in the same or similar position to you. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who's going through that right now? So, um, there's two, I guess, two sides to this. There's the emotional mental side, and then there's the physical side of mm -hmm. like, what are you actually going to do? So if I were to do it all over again, if I was keto right now, and I was like, I need to change tomorrow. I would start by lowering fat and increasing my protein to start. Um, cause like you said, it's a very moderate to almost low protein diet. So I mm -hmm. would really focus on increasing protein, um, and then slowly start to bring up the carbs. Like I, I remember I did the transition so slow. I, I found the recipe for gelatin gummies. Um, but at the beginning I wasn't even adding like any honey or sweetener at all. I was just doing juice and gelatin. And so I did take it really slow. I did like a quarter cup of orange juice and then I increased that. Um, so I would say you, you do need to take it slow. I would advise taking it slow. Cause what's the point in putting your body through a whole nother shock. Um, so food wise, increase protein, start by doing that lowering fat, and then start to slowly increase your carbohydrate intake. Um, and then as far as the mental and emotional, just, and this is the most, I mean, profound thing I think we can do, but as women, especially those of us who have that, like super, like, I don't know, um, that personality where we're like, re we just try really hard at things. It's can be the hardest thing to let go, but that's exactly what you have to do. You have to just let go. You've got to let go of the diet culture. You have to give yourself permission to heal. And I know that that sounds extremely hard and I'm not even saying that I'm good at that, but that's what it took every time. Just 
sitting down and being like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that this is what I need to do. And eventually it will get me to the right place. So there's kind of that both sides, the mental and the physical, and you really do have to address both because it's a huge change going from eating. I mean, 70, 80% of your diet, your calories comes from fat to eating more carbs and protein. Like I had to literally stop myself from just pouring olive oil on things. Cause that's what you're taught to do is to add fat to everything. And I would eat like two avocados a day. And now I can't even like, I can't even eat an avocado because uh, I just ate so many, <laughs> but basically just you are making a huge change. So just go slow and just give yourself grace. So that's great advice. And I know I'm just thinking with the, um, the increasing the protein, I know that it can be hard to increase protein without increasing fat, especially that can be challenging. So like, I'm trying to think of like things that we could recommend. So like obviously collagen, gelatin, whey, those are all good sources, complete proteins, um, that don't have any fat, um, Turkey generally. So, um, I, yes. And so I, so bone broth was bone my broth. Um, and I remember at one point I was calling myself like a pack a day kind of person with bone broth, um, because I would go to the store and get the bona fide provisions. This is before I knew how to make bone broth. And I would drink an entire package every day, which mm. is very expensive. Um, but that really helped. So making your own will help you save a lot of money, but yeah, bone broth, gelatin gummies, collagen, adding that to your drinks is huge. Um, and then, like you said, lean cuts of meat. So I will do like organic Turkey. Um, and then like, you can get lean cuts of beef or leaner ground beefs, um, that kind of stuff. And then, I mean, I, I've never, I wouldn't ever say I'm, I've been necessarily low fat, but I've been able to do things like still have cheese and stuff, but you're just not having 10 slices of cheese. You're having one. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And low fat dairy can be really helpful too. I don't do no fat, but I do like four, two or four percent cottage mm-hmm. cheese and that kind of stuff. So right. I get the good culture cottage cheese, like the two yes, percent one. It's so so good. And I, so I good. do I do do non-fat yogurt. Um, it's not always non-fat yogurt, but I do like to have that around. So just yeah. having like leaner options. So totally. like go for the beef, you know, like the full fat beef, have that around, but like, just for the listeners who are like, okay, how do I increase my protein without increasing the fat? I brought that up because that's a question we get in our membership. A lot is people are like, okay, I've increased my protein, but my fat is through the roof because Mm -hmm. a lot of times fat and protein are combined. So thank you for bringing that up. That was a really good question. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience? I mean, honestly, the thing I would say, just like we kind of talked about at the beginning when it comes to dieting and all of that stuff is it's just, I think we're trying to force ourselves every time we're in a diet to be something that we're not. And the faster we can just embrace who we are and embrace the body that we're given, the faster we're going to be happier. And, Mm. um, also social media (laughs) during a transition like this can be very helpful, a very helpful tool, but also can be very, very hard because Mm -hmm. you'll compare yourself to these girls. And what I did all the time was compare myself to these girls I was seeing on the internet and their bodies and all this stuff. And then you just start to realize that what they're doing to get that image is probably extremely unhealthy, or um, maybe they're born with a more genetically small body. I'm just not, I'm just not skinny. That's just not a thing that's going to happen for me. And the sooner you just accept the body you were given with given the happier you're going to be. So, I mean, I don't know how many of your listeners are on like a really strict diet. I hope they're not. I hope they're taking every, all of your advice and all of the amazing information you share about, um, I mean, even just like strength training and all of that kind of stuff, like that is working with your body, not against Mm -hmm. your body. That is helping you build muscle and longevity. And I love that post you made the other day about like, no 80 year old is going to be like, Oh, I wish (laughs) I I was (laughs) thriving. And that's what we lose sight of. We lose sight of that long-term health, um, for, for these short-term, like Instagram worthy, whatever. And it's just Ah. crazy what we will do. And we'll, we will just sabotage ourselves for this image 
And it's just, it's just not worth it. So the sooner you can break out of that and do whatever you need to do to break out of that, delete social media or unfollow people or Mm -hmm. stop hanging out with people that make you feel bad about yourself, the happier you'll be and the easier your Mm -hmm. healing will be. You just inspired me to go get new jeans. Like, so I honestly... I have no idea what I weigh. I know I've gained weight. Um, it's like kind of like what like your your process. Like, but the thing is, even like, so I've I weighed myself like several months ago, and I think I'd gained like twenty five pounds, which I kind of expected. But I was also like one hundred and five pounds before, so you know, like I was like very small, and the clothes that I had were like too big. Like I would get the smallest size, and they were too big, and I would just wear yeah. those. And now it's kind of like those fit for a really long time, and I can still put them on, but I don't feel good. I don't yes. feel good, and it's kind of yeah. like, well, it's like Estelle get over it. You know, that's such an important point that you bring up because it's so hard for us to let go of that. But that's one of those things that once you do it, you immediately feel better. Like Mm -hmm. get rid Mm -hmm. of them. Don't keep them in your closet for a time that you're like, well, maybe no goodbye. If you, for some reason, end up back in that size, go buy new clothes again. But like you, most people probably don't. Um, but I think just getting it out of your closet. So it's not even there as like a nagging reminder, um, and just, just getting stuff that fits because you not only will you feel better, you will look better. Like, I'm sorry, but the look of like two small clothes, like just to be a certain size. No, (laughs) totally. You're, you're spot on with that. And I think that's what it is. And honestly, I don't even know if it's like weight or like I have purposefully. So I have been trying to have a bigger butt for like years and years and years, not because like, I want it like the trend, like to have a giant butt or whatever. I really have had like a flat butt, like almost my whole life. And so I just wanted it to like have a curve. And now that it does, and it's like finally growing because I'm like doing the exercises and I'm eating. Yes. (laughs) It's grown. And now it doesn't fit the same jeans that fit my flat butt. Right. So it's not, it's like sometimes our body just changes. The body changes. So like for even like moms, I'm thinking. Yes. Or would struggle with that. Like, um, when they're pregnant and postpartum, like the body changes, it totally it does. does. And it goes through changes. And I think that we think sometimes it will change back, but that's not always how it works a lot. It's a, it's just constantly evolving and we are women and we need to have extra weight in places like our boobs and our stomach to protect our, like our reproductive organs. And yep. I mean, I, and I love, see, I love though that mindset of like you wanting to grow your butt by doing healthy workouts and like, you're wanting to grow that part of your body, not shrink it. You know what I mean? And that's such a foreign concept for most women because we've always just been shrink, 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 no matter what, like you just want to be skinny. So I love that mentality of building something for once and like getting those curves or just getting muscles there. And That's another thing I think. And what I love about what you do is it is so important to be strong, not just for like aesthetic reasons. I mean, that's the whole name of this podcast, but like for life longevity, for childbirth, if you want to be a mom, like there's so many reasons to have goals for your health other than just aesthetics. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where can people find you? Okay. So basically the best place to start is my Instagram and my username is I am Annika Nicole. Um, you can also find me on my website, which is builtfrombones.com, And then also at my membership, which is wildwellfed.com. So those are the main places. Um, and then, yeah, I guess, actually, I guess that's it. So okay, that's cool. <laughs> and what's the best way to reach you if someone wants to work with you and what does that process kind of look like? Yes. So I have teamed up with Laura, as you mentioned at the beginning. So we're no longer taking one-on-one clients on um, like a private basis, but we are taking clients for lab work through our membership. The reason we did this is because we are able to offer labs to more people at a lower cost. So people are always like, why don't you take one-on-ones? And it's actually a huge benefit that we are doing it this way because we can provide you with so much more at such a cheaper price, which was really important to us because things in the wellness community can be super expensive. So that was our goal. Um, so if you are interested in running labs and that kind of stuff and getting 
um, more focused support, you should join our membership, which is the wildwellfed.com is how you can sign up for that. You guys, you guys, the membership is amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> like you, you got like, okay, so I, it'll be released after this. But anyways, it's $20 a month. It's $20 a month. Like, yeah. just like, don't get coffee three times a month. Thank you. Like, That's what like, we say all the time. Please, We're like, like, this is literally, I was the most random example, but I was talking to Laura about it yesterday. And I was like, that's literally cheaper than going into Target and getting like a candle and a hairbrush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or and coffee or Chipotle or something. The things that they offer you in there are amazing. Like cooking workshops. They have guest speakers every single month. Oh, and I'm going to be a guest speaker January. Is that yes, right? And you, you've yeah. already been on, you, we have an episode already with you talking about habit transformation, which was incredible and super important. And then, yeah, you're coming back in January to talk about strength training and the importance of strength training. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. And thank you for that plug. <laughs> yeah. But I I'm just like, so excited. Like I was looking at like your speakers and all the things coming in there. I'm like, okay, like I need to be in here immediately. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, we've put a lot into it and we just hope that it can be a good, helpful resource for people because again, cost is a, is a barrier for a lot of people, but we created this so that everyone can have access to it because yeah, $20 a month. Like, yeah, just don't get coffee three times, make coffee yeah. at home three more times. Yes. Have it at home. You can still have it. Yeah. I still have yeah. it. Just have yeah. it at home. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on my show. I'm going to let you go. No, thank you so yeah. much. I, I appreciate it. I love chatting with you. I love you. I love everything you offer. And I just really appreciate the opportunity to talk about keto because it's something I'm very passionate about. <laughs> yes. And I'm, I appreciate having you on to share like a real life experience and also with all of your knowledge, like that compounded is going to bring so much clarity to the listeners. I hope so. Cause yeah, I know diet culture can be confusing to navigate. So I'm so glad. And thank you so much again for having me. Absolutely. I'm so glad you were able to catch this episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I hope that it helped bring more clarity to your life within the health and fitness world, and that in turn empowers you to keep moving forward. I don't believe we will ever have the answers to everything, but we can continue to learn and keep an open mind. If there's a topic you'd like to learn more about, please email me using the link in the show notes. If you'd like to explore different ways to work together, check out my website at estellecfitness.com. That's Estelle, my name, the letter C for my middle name, and the word fitness.com. If you want to get to know me better, I highly suggest following me on Instagram at Estelle C Fitness. I'd love it if you sent me a DM to connect, or if you just want to stalk me on there, that's fine too. Until next time, friend, have a lovely day.